Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine to five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have a freaking spectacular guest. I have Julia Piccoli, who is a badass business coach, as well as a podcast host. And I'm super excited for us to talk really about what it's like to sort of switch careers and how that impacts the rest of your life. So Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. Can you just give my listeners a little bit more into what you do, who you are, and talk about your journey to get to this point? Totally. So, hi, my name is Julia. That was a great intro. I do a multitude of different things. I started out as a radio show host. I was radio for six years before I went full-time into my business. Started in about mm, 2017. Quit in like, I started May of 2017, quit in December of 2017. Cause I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I have no idea. So then I quit. And then I started again in May of 2018. And then in September of 2018, I went full time. So I quit everything. I quit my job with no leads, no sales, no savings, like literally zero evidence as to it being possible for me besides the fact that it was possible for other people. And I just quit my job, moved across the country and it worked out pretty well for me. So thank God. Otherwise, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. And so now I teach people how to build a community, monetize and embody their unique brilliance through personal branding, build a raving fan audience and sell effortlessly online through my coaching business. Then under the Julia Piccoli coaching, like the JPC umbrella, we also have Social Genesis, which is my social media marketing agency targeted specifically towards online entrepreneurs. And then as of recent, I have started a e-commerce business, which is called Monarchy Lash Co., which is basically going to be strip lashes to help you build confidence while also being really sustainable and eco-friendly. So they all fall under the JPC umbrella. So I do a lot of stuff, but that's basically me. And yeah. No, I love that so much. And I feel like we're just very similar in that way where we're just doing so many different things at the same time. Um, I mean, that's just how you need to roll, you know, just go with all the ideas and see where they take you. I really want to dive into sort of that switch that you had between being a radio show host and then going into like this whole like entrepreneurial space. And like, what was that like? Like, how did you realize you were like, oh, this actually is what I actually want to do. And you sort of like, okay, let me just go full fledged into it. Totally. So my family's full of entrepreneurs and workaholics. Like every person in my family is either a dentist or an entrepreneur or both in sometimes. So I was surrounded all the time by entrepreneurs and I didn't know that I wanted to become that. Actually in grade eight graduation, they were like, write down what you want to be when you cross the stage. And I wrote down like business owner being like, I will literally never be that in my life, but okay, sure, whatever. I don't know what to write. (laughs) Growing up, I used to always want to be like a singer, an actor, like a celebrity. Blame it on my middle child, but like I just wanted to be the center of attention all the time. (laughs) So that kind of went into it for me being in radio at least. And in radio broadcasting, especially nowadays, social media has such a huge presence with radio because in order to get people to listen to our show in order to get people to listen to the radio stations, boost our ratings, get more ad spend with companies and corporations. We need to like be personalities no matter what. And what's the best way to be a personality 
than on social media. You know what I mean? Like it's free marketing essentially. So we were really heavy on social media. And I knew that it came really easy to me to just be myself and to show up on social media. And I really loved doing that part of my job. And yeah, like the actual part of my job where I was like talking and building connections with people and stuff was great. But I... I remember sitting in the studio at least twice a week being like, what am I actually doing with my life? Like, what is the actual physical point of me being here right now? It didn't make sense to me why I was sitting in a thing, limitations as to what I was able to talk about. And I could swear and I could do my own thing and just have my own fun and literally be myself and make way more money. And so I knew that subconsciously, but I was like, just scrolling on YouTube one day. And I saw this guy talking about social media management. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was talking about like how you can make $10,000 a month. And I was like, that was a concept that was completely unheard of in my mind. I was making like, $2,000 a month or something like that. And I was like, wow, $10,000 a month. What the hell would I do with all that money? That's like a millionaire status. And so I looked into it and I did all the research that I could. I, you know, registered my business. I did all the legal stuff. And then when it came to actually doing the job and not doing it in the way that I was used to doing it, because like for me in radio broadcasting, I would just go on Instagram stories and be like, hey, <laughs> listen to my show. It's hilarious. I'm funny. Come watch it. Versus marketing for somebody else was so different. And I was like, uh, uh, what the hell do I do? Coaching to me was not even a concept at all. Like I didn't know that you could go to someone and say like, hey, I'll give you money if you can teach me everything you know, even though that's literally a teacher. Wasn't a concept in my mind. And then that's when I quit for a little while because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. It was, you know, maybe that embarrassment that you feel when you start a business and you're like, oh my God, people are going to judge me. They're going to think I'm stupid. They're going to like, whatever. I totally felt that judgment for the first like, two years of starting my business up until I quit full time. And even then, like I had 300 followers when I quit my full time job, like I literally had nothing. And so I was like, if people make fun of me at this point, okay, <laughs> pay yeah. me at least if you're going to talk about me, you know what I mean? That's kind of the way that I started in a very roundabout way. Radio is very similar to social media. And it was just kind of a natural fit for me like growing up with social media. There was a one point I tried to be a fitness influencer. That was stupid. Like there's just, if I look back on all the different sections of my life from radio to fitness influencing, to just like randomly posting on social media to whatever, like it all just kind of made sense for me to do this. And I'm so glad that I was presented with the opportunity because what else would I be doing with my life? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I know I am very grateful that you decided to do this as well. So it works out for everyone. Have you ever experienced like imposter syndrome and how have you gotten through that? Oh my God. Oh my God. All the time. All the time. So for oh man, I'm trying to think of like when the imposter syndrome started, it definitely wasn't a thing in radio for sure. And I was definitely super cocky when I tried to be a fitness influencer. I was like, I literally know everything. I'm going to post six times a day at all these different time zones. And blah, 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 blah. Like I was just a cocky little shit at that point. And it wasn't up until mm. probably I started, I transitioned from social media management into social media coaching. I think that's the point where it hit me because I was like, I've haven't like, who am I to teach people how to do social media when like, I don't know everything that's going on. Like it got to the point where people were asking me questions about like the algorithm and like how Instagram worked as a platform. And I was like, I don't freaking know this stuff. Like, I don't know what I ate yesterday for dinner. Like, I don't know this. Like, why are you asking me? And so it has been a thing almost my entire career. And it definitely is for everybody. And I know that a lot of people don't talk about it because 
there's a sense of like in order to be professional, in order to be seen in a positive light and seen as a leader and an authority and whatever, you don't talk about that stuff when I'm the complete opposite in a way. I always preach talking about things as if they're scars instead of wounds. So if I'm in a moment where I'm feeling imposter syndrome and I'm like hating on my life and whatever, like I'm not going to go on my Instagram stories crying and be like, oh my God, guys, I feel like the literal worst thing ever in my life right now. Like that's not going to do anybody any good. But what I'll do is I'll come on my Instagram stories and be like, listen, last week was a shit show. I had all these imposter syndrome feelings, but this is how I got out of it, which kind of ties into how I get out of it. My best friend and my business partner, Jill Perrick, she's amazing. Like, I don't know what I would do without her. She is the imposter syndrome queen. Shout out to her. A lot of the way that I handle things has come from her and just working alongside her. It's a lot of journaling. I've learned to actually love writing on physical paper. I never used to because I, I don't know why my brain doesn't click with it. So I've learned to journal a lot. I've learned to meditate in my own way. Like I was never the type of person to like sit on a mat with my back straight, like whatever. I bought one of those long foam rollers And I lay on that, which actually stretches out my shoulders because I'm always hunched over all day. So it stretches out my shoulders. I like listen to some chill music and I'll just like literally breathe. Who knew that it would be that easy? And I've learned to actually just have boundaries. I think boundaries help a lot with imposter syndrome because when you have imposter syndrome, you want to do anything and everything to people please. And at least that's the way that it rolls with me versus if I have these set boundaries that I set in place when I was feeling my optimum prime, then I know that I need to implement these in order to feel like an actual human being and feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that a lot. I think that you made a good point when you said, you know, it was sort of like you changed it up that way. It it worked for you. So I think a lot of people will like look on social media and be like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to, you know, do X or Y. And then it doesn't work for them. And they like get upset. And it's like, no, like that's not how it's supposed to be. Like you have to create like craft it in order for it to work for yourself. And so I really, really love that. I want to sort of talk a little bit about how your, I guess, community in a sense sort of reacted when you're like, hey, like I'm quitting this job and then I'm just moving on and doing X and Y and sort of what was it like for like your family and your friends and like how did their reactions impact you? Totally. So with the community piece, with radio, it's kind of easy, especially with social media nowadays, like it's easy for people to follow you. And also in radio, it's very unstable. There's zero job security. There's zero loyalty, which is another reason why I got out of it. So I could have job security, which is great. And so with that, people are kind of used to people being fired just out of the blue, especially in smaller towns because they leave or they get fired. So for me, I obviously left and then people still to this day follow me, which is great. A lot of the response from them was like, oh my God, can't wait to follow you on social media. This is so cool. Like have fun, whatever. My family, on the other hand, my dad (laughs) didn't care so much because he is an entrepreneur. Like he's a president of like a million dollar company. It's whatever to him. He was like, whatever, it's fine. You'll live. And my mom was like, you are going to die homeless on the street. You're going to (laughs) the worst, worst case scenarios possible. My mom was like, this is going to happen to you. And then I was like, no mom, like one, I'm like the hardest working person in any room guaranteed hands down, no questions. So there's no question if I'm going to be successful. It was a when. And also I had set up three part-time jobs by the time I got here. So technically by the time I pulled into my driveway. When I got here, I had four jobs, my my business and then three other part-time jobs just to cover my ass just in case. Because again, like I wasn't making any money from my business yet. So I wanted to be able to make money from that without being stressed out. And then 
I'm the type of person where if I have to eat noodles for like two months, I will if it gets me to where I want to go. Like I'm not about living the comfy life just to live it without actually like if I live the comfy life all the time, then it's not going to get me to my goals faster. And yeah, like if some people want to do that, that's cool. And I'm not dissing anybody that like wants to live a comfy life because you should. But I'm just the type of person that'll eat noodles and scrummage through the dirt for like a few months in order to get where I need to go. And that's probably why I'm so successful and where I am today is because I've done all of that. Like I've dug through the dirt. I've worked so many jobs and so hard in order to get to where I am now. So yeah, <laughs> forget what the question was, but that's my <laughs> no, answer. You're, no, you're, no, that was perfect. I, no, I just want to know, like, how do you think that your mindset has sort of been crafted? Like what were the influences for you in terms of like, was it family? Was it like other people? Like, what was it for you? Ooh, good question. I have like I said, like I've always been the type of person that'll just like dig through the dirt to get what I want. Like I've always been a very independent human being. So that has always been a positive for me. Sometimes it's a negative because I'll just stay in my shell all day and I won't ever ask for help, which I'm getting better at, which is great. But a lot of it has come from me and not having to rely on other people. Like as an example, I moved across the country twice for radio and I moved to like two cities I've never heard of in my life, didn't know anybody. And my parents, they never gave me a dime. Maybe if I like begged on my knees, they would. But like, they're very much, if you want to do this, you better work your ass off because we're not supporting you in your financial journey. Like, it's just, right. it wasn't a thing for me. So a lot of my drive comes from me just having to rely on myself and be independent. And I didn't have any like rock people for a while. Like, yes, my family, of course, but like there wasn't any friends that were ride or die to me because I had moved so much and I moved across the country and whatever. So it came a lot from me relying on myself. And now a days, like I have people in business that I can rely on. It was really easy going into business because there's so many amazing communities out there that are ready and willing to support you, to make friends with you. And that was super helpful when I'd quit my job. Like I connected with a bunch of people right away in a group program that I did. That was like the first thing I ever invested in. And it was great because I still have friends to this day from that specific program. And it helped me not only open up, but like have friends in the space and connect with other people and all of that stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I love that. And that's powerful because I think a lot of the time people like they feel like they need to surround themselves with the community 24-7. But sometimes part of your journeys is just really, really lonely because, you know, you just got to sort of like, it's your journey. So you sort of have to fight for yourself, you know? And sometimes people are not really there to fight for you with you. Totally. Um, it's really, really powerful. I want to sort of provide my listeners with some advice. I mean, it's been a powerful conversation for the past 15 minutes, but I have recently been sort of more open about how I sort of shifted my career goals and shifted my major many, many times in the past year and a half. And, you know, that's sort of why the reason I wanted you on this podcast was to talk, really chat about that. And I want to know like your best advice for someone who is really sort of like battling with the fact that they're doing X, but they want to do Y, but it's a huge leap and they don't think that they're going to get the support that they need. And, you know, they're just not, they don't feel like they're cut out to do it. Mm, okay. It kind of goes back to what we were previously just saying is that nobody is going to ride or die as hard as you are for you. Like nobody's going to support you as well as you will. Nobody's going to sell for you as well as you will. Like nobody is going to do, nobody cares about you like you will. And 
that's just a fact. Like everybody has to look out for themselves. And if you don't look out for yourself, then like, what's the point? You know what I mean? You have to look out for you in your future. And I'm not saying, again, if you're not the type of person to eat noodles all day and like run around in dirt for a bit, then like, don't do that and make sure that you have the savings and you have what'll make you feel comfortable. But at the same time, you're never going to feel ready. You're never, ever, ever going to wake up one day and be like, oh yes, this is the perfect day to quit my job, quit school, do that horrifyingly terrifying thing that I've been horrified, petrified, whatever to do for years and just do it one day. Like it'll never happen. But I think what will happen is you'll wake up one day and be like, I'm so sick of living for other people. I'm so done wasting my time doing this thing that my parents, society, my friends, whatever want me to do. When really all I want to do is this specific thing. Mm -hmm. And eventually you'll just have to do that horrifyingly terrifying thing to then be so happy on the other side. Like it'll be down for a little bit, but then the spike to happiness is like so great. Absolutely. That was mm. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I rant about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. What's your like top business tip for those who are like just starting out and really trying to like gain a social media presence and just like be like feel like a business owner? Ooh. Mm, understand who you are and like understand what your unique brilliance is. And I think we all have a special take on something because there's no new ideas ever. Like nothing is ever, ever, ever new, but we all have a special take on how we teach things, how we do things, how we interpret things. And once you understand what your unique brilliance is and how you are as a human being, like maybe you're an introvert, maybe you love to swear, maybe you are super outgoing and are really like, quirky and different. Once you understand it, embody your unique brilliance and your personality and just show it off, talk about it all the time, like share what's going on in your personal life. Again, scars, not wounds. It'll just naturally attract other people. And I think that you're going to feel more confident when you fully understand yourself and who you are and what you absolutely love doing. So then when you go ahead and create products, services, work with businesses, whatever you want to do, you're going to feel super aligned versus like, oh, I think I should be doing this specific thing. So I guess I'll just do that when really it's going to feel so unaligned because that's not what you want to actually do. Yeah, I love that. That's mm. great. Thanks. I want to, I'm just like, I'm so fascinated. By all of them. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I want to roll into the final question. But before I do, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on the web and on social. Oh, yeah. Okay. So juliapicoli.com, P-I-C-C-O-L-I. My ad on Instagram is Julia Piccoli Coaching. Same on TikTok. If you want to follow the other businesses as well, they're Social Genesis Agency and Monarchy Lash Co. Yes, 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 yes. And all her links will be down below as well as her podcast link too. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, There's so many things. <laughs> yes, there are a lot. I want to roll into the final question. This is the question I've asked every single guest who has ever been on the podcast. So based off of the title, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion? Oh my gosh. Good question. I would say... Same thing as before, just like genuinely own yourself. Like I was writing out my content pillars earlier today and I was like, <laughs> I was talking about like your unique brilliance and figuring out who you are as a human being. And the one thing that came up for me is like, what were you bullied for when you were younger? Mm -hmm. For me, I was bullied for like being that super weird kid that like SpongeBob that wanted to play on the playground when all my classmates were pretending that grass was weed and they were smoking it. Like I was that kid that just wanted to run around and like quote SpongeBob and all that stuff. And so that's now what I own as a person. Like I want to be that person that's like, 
running around, like having fun while everyone else is like taking themselves really seriously and trying to fit in with the cool kids. Like to me, I would own what you were bullied for when you were younger, because that's typically what makes you the unique human being that you are. Mm, powerful. Mm. Taking the power back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end an episode. Thank you so, so, so much for being on the podcast. It has been an amazing conversation. For those of you listening, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and screenshot you listening to the episode. Tag us on Instagram and let us know one thing you learned. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.